Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends, and happy Thursday. Yesterday, we saw Paul wrap up his speech before these Jews who had been rioting, and they listened quietly, intently, until he said something they didn't like, until his message hit a button in them, until his message was extra polarizing, and then they blew up all over again. So today, we're going to see what happens as these guards are trying to get answers. What did you say that caused the uproar? Who are you really? And we're going to see how Paul responds to this and also how God shows up. So let's dive in today. We're in Acts chapter 22, verse 30, and I'm reading from the ESV. But on the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet, and he brought Paul down and set him before them. So the tribune here is wanting answers, and he's bringing Paul now before a council of the Jews, of the chief priests, possibly even the Sanhedrin. And looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. Paul here is sharing his truth that he has lived up until this day, all of his life in good conscience. He is in good standing with the Lord. He is righteous in the eyes of the Lord. We know this because of Christ and faith in him. He is following God's call, not seeking to go against it. And you know what? So often when people question. So often when people push back, so often when people lash out within the church, they think it's because you're going against God's call. And they don't realize that God's call may be something (laughs) that's polarizing. They don't realize that God's call may be something that they don't agree with yet. It may be something that is hard for them to wrap their minds around. And so they push back expecting that we are going counter to God's call. And here Paul is just saying flat out, I've lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. And he calls them brothers. This idea of intimacy, of closeness, of family relation. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law, and yet contrary to the law, you order me to be struck? (laughs) Paul calls him out. You whitewashed wall, painting on the surface, but dirty underneath, saying one thing and doing another, a hypocrite. Those who stood by said, would you revile God's high priest? And Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Now, I don't know Paul's intention here. And different people have different ideas about what he meant. 
Some people think Paul honestly didn't recognize Ananias as high priest, but with his background as a Pharisee, I personally highly doubt that. It almost seems kind of like a sarcastic answer. Or he could also be pointing to this idea that now Jesus is the only high priest that we need. So I don't know exactly what his intention was here, but that's what he says. I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Now, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, so two different sects within the Jewish religion who believed very different things, he cried out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. So Paul here identifies what's going on. He sees this situation. Again, notice his clear head. Notice his wisdom and his discernment as he speaks these words. And he doesn't, again, try and share his whole story. He's tried that once before. But now he's drawing attention (laughs) to a point that divides the council. The Sadducees saying there's no resurrection, there's no spirit world, there are no angels. And the Pharisees saying all of the above exists. And so Paul, he says, I'm a Pharisee. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial, pointing right to that pain point, that point of difference. And then there is dissension. Then a great clamor arose and some of the scribes of the Pharisee party stood up and contended sharply, we find nothing wrong in this man. What if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? You see what's happening? Because Paul pointed out and made his being on trial an issue of their disagreement between these two sects, now the Pharisees are actually backing Paul. They're agreeing with him. We find nothing wrong in this man. What if a spirit or an angel, I'm adding this in, what if a spirit or angel really did speak to him? And when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, that's how violent it is, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. Again, crazy violent because they're upset at what he's saying. So Paul responded with shrewdness, with wisdom, and also with honesty, with bluntness, sharing the position of his own heart, pushing back to the high priest, and then with this kind of tricky, wise way to get the council to fight each other. But listen to this last verse. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. One tiny verse that shows so much. God stood by him. Even in the crazy days, even when people were pushing back, even in oppression, even in difficulty, God was there with him. And he said, take 
encourage. The Greek word here can also mean be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, even in the midst of all of the crazy. And then he reminds him of his purpose. As you have testified the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. And yes, this verse is spoken specifically about Paul. But throughout scripture, we see these three things as well. Our purpose in Christ is before us. To share the gospel. To use our unique gifts. We see again and again, God says, do not be afraid. Take courage. Be of good cheer regardless of your life circumstance. And lastly, the Lord stood by him and he stands by you too. He is ever present, my friends. And we'll see what happens as Paul is still imprisoned in the days to come. And I'll see you tomorrow morning.